Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. We're going to start today by reading together a short story entitled My Sister Fanny. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> okay, so let's all open up our Reading is Fun books to page 69. 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. That's beautiful. That was one of the happiest sports moments of my life. And the way that you reacted, it looks like it was one of the best sports moments of your life as well. I've never seen you basically do a lap after something great that you accomplished or someone else has accomplished. That was just, it was pure pandemonium once you entered into the 10th frame with the 68 and hit that one pin for the 69 on Friday. That was just fantastic. God, I was, I was so happy. It felt amazing. And everyone who has, you know, stood on a tee box and just grooved one or been uh, served up a, a meatball and just turned on it and sent it to left center, I, when you know, you know, and as soon as I let go of that ball, Tyler – I knew it was hunting that back right pin, and when it connected, it just, it was amazing. It was amazing. Turned an otherwise um, awful, terrible, disgusting, disturbing, embarrassing. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap all of those up into one word, but I don't know that such a word exists, but... It really changed the tune for for the entire evening for me. It was great. It was fantastic. Because that's a hard thing. If you're trying to just knock down one pin on the first ball of a frame, it's not the easiest thing to do. So, you know, having a terrible game, you bowled an awful game. Did you you close out any frames? I mean, were they all open? No, did not close out a frame. I mean, the fact that... Like that's that's not an easy thing to do, and you were able not. to do it after a terrible performance. is It's quite amazing. You rose to the occasion, I guess. It's not it's not easy to do, but sometimes, whenever it, what do they say? Right, Toby Keith. Um, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And that last shot in the last frame, I was able to summon up. That uh, that energy right there, so, so great. What um, a night, though. How about TJ's crew, man? Yeah, Woo. they uh, they I, my my team came in second place, and we lost to those guys by over a hundred pins. It wasn't even close. Like the the yeah. only drama of the evening was, you know, me watching your final three frames to see if you were going to get to the sixty nine on the night. That was the only drama, and that was enough drama, yeah. by the way. It was it was awesome. My favorite part of it though was, and I put this out on our Twitter page. So you get it on the first ball. Well, of course, you're going to throw a gutter ball the second time around to Mm -hmm. secure the 69. And your wife was arguing with you about it, saying that you didn't throw that last gutter ball on purpose. (laughs) That was fantastic. No, you didn't do that on purpose. No. She she didn't think that I threw the gutter ball on purpose, and she didn't think that I tried to hit the single pin on purpose. Oh, man. Which, you know... In her defense, having watched me the entire round, you know, of the evening, I could understand where she was coming from with that. It looked pretty much exactly like every other frame of the evening. 
Chapstick says, summing up Teddy's frame, the sun shined on every dog's ass every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, no, Friday, Friday was awesome. The ref bowling party is always like one of the best things we do every single year. And was talking to Brian and Casey after the event, and I love this idea. God, I love this idea. I think we're going to make it to where a select number of listeners can win entry into the bowling tournament next year. Oh, now, wow. Yeah, that, okay. would, that would be fun. That would be really fun. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't wait. Next year's going to be hopefully way more fun than this year was. Oh, it was pathetic. I just I don't back. get it, man. I I know everyone, just about everyone that's a professional bowler is bowling it like the Aussies. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand with your massive frame why you don't get a 14-pound ball chunk it down about 80 miles an hour and just l- let that work for you. Like why you go to that bowling um, style confuses me quite a bit. Well, here's the thing. I use a 15-pound ball. Um and I I basically do exactly what you're talking about, but here's the problem. Though <laughs> like I'm I'm going to sound so stupid right now, but I throw like a little bit of a curve. I don't throw like a big sweeping professional curve. But those lanes are so incredibly slick that the ball doesn't curve at all. And it just totally throws me off. Like I don't even know what to do at that point. I should have done exactly what you said. Just started throwing a straight ball. and But I knew from the very first uh, ball I sent down the uh, down the lane that it was going to be a god awful night. <laughs> I just I knew it. I told my wife the uh. entire. I told my wife before we got there we were going to get dead last, and I told her like after I tried to practice a bunch to try and find a little bit of a groove never happened. I was like, this is going to yeah. be horrendous. At least you didn't flip. Was. Yeah, at least you didn't flip off the pins this year. You've you've matured quite a bit in that respect. I, I can you know, tell the great. anger. It, yeah, you had a lot of anger, but you kept your composure for the most there. part. The thing that really angered me the most is it took, I don't know, 45 minutes or more for us to get through our first two frames. That was the scary part. Yeah, I don't know what was going like, on with your lane. It kept on uh, freezing up. or Yeah, we were like on frame eight, and you guys have just bought well, like two frames. It's weird. And yeah, here's we weren't a fast moving group to begin with, if you know what I mean. And you know, it just <laughs> I do know what you mean, as a matter of fact. It was it was it was bad. Chase was bad. Chase in Orange County says, Teddy, how many Pacificos did it take to bowl a sixty nine? Uh I had six Pacificos. It just almost finished off that seventh, so 6.9 or so, somewhere in there. Gunny says, I'll make the bowling party fun next year, Teddy. This one says, same reason <laughs> the pros don't do that, Tyler. The 14-pound balls have more deflection, and you won't carry pins as well. The extra pound makes all the difference in pin reaction and carry. So nice that Roy Munson is uh, listening to the show today for that explanation. Yeah, well, I don't know what any of that means, but – Neither do I. Yeah, that's why I do it. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. I'm surprised I, I, we. I just. Here's the thing, though. This is a 
desperate plea, okay, to heyday. You got to lighten up on the oil on the lanes, my goodness. It's pathetic. I almost wore cleats to to bowl on Friday night. I thought I was going to need some spikes. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, was slick out there. But it was fun. Good stuff. Yeah. And it was nice to finally – you know, rid myself of the pressure of winning oh, the yeah. contest every single year. Well, 69 and finish it in last place. Yeah, that one's going to linger for a while. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll be talking about that next year. I'm oh, surprised. Hang on. That 69 wasn't even last place on my own team. I know. It's okay. great. It's great. Um, <laughs> surprised we haven't gotten the text of, oh, who cares? Talk sports. We wanted- I'm sure it's in there. It's, Just it's keep scrolling. Probably in there somewhere. How about that flip they got on Saturday? That's a nice surprise, yeah. huh? Might be uh, one of your starting tackles next year. Yeah, you get a ton of experience. Um, I really like his frame, his size. And, you know, it's going to be a young group. I mean, there's some some real talent there, but, you know, bringing in someone that has as many starts and has played as much football as he has, like, I, that was that was critical for, for us to, to lock something up on the offensive line. Uh, you felt – solid about what they had right we, we got to see some of the young guys play and do do well but to be able to lock up some experience to give you a little bit of a backstop there i think that goes a really long way six foot six 318 and you've yeah, talked before perfect. about how you think that there is such a thing as tackles being too tall or too big you don't think six foot six 318 is too big you think that's perfect yeah yep i think it's perfect I think he's he's got good size. He's got good height. Uh, got good long arms. Able to move with that, you know, 315, 320 pound frame. Uh, I I think it's uh, I think it's excellent. You know, and he's a super smart kid. Played a ton of football. Should be able fairly quickly to be able to pick up on on the offense and the, the techniques. And those, there's definitely going to be some things that are different from what he had at Stanford. But, you know, as much experience as he has, he should be able to, to pick things up and, and transfer to the new footwork and the new coaching points rather quickly. Um, he's a smart kid. I think that might be the uh, – yeah. he's going back to get his biomechanics engineering degree at Stanford once he's done at OU. Yeah, I, I, think, he's, I think he's a smart kid. Biomechanics wow. engineering degree. That just sounds intimidating. Yeah, I don't, it sounds like a made-up term to me. I don't even know that <laughs> such a thing exists. Is that real? You're saying that he made that up just to make himself, yeah. himself sound even smarter? Yeah. Well, it is, it is something It is something that would – it sounds like something that would be at Stanford, a class, a degree. Right. Yeah, it's good, though, man. And, what, we probably maybe have one or two more guys out there that – um, they're looking to lock up, but for the most part, right now, you got to really like what they've done in the portal. You've added some experience, some some guys that have played a lot of football. There's a lot of production there. Um, you've added some guys that uh, there's some youth and a lot of upside, like Andrell Anthony. I think he's he's a guy that the experience thing is 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 not there. The production's not there, but. You know, he's one of the guys in the class that you feel like has a ton of upside. Um, you know, he's one of the riskier plays. Most of the guys are um, seasoned, played a lot of football, have some production, leaders on their teams. So I think 
all in all, it's gone really well. Yeah, and they get a tight end today. Preferred walk-on, Blake Smith uh, from Texas A&M, who transferred – he was recruited initially by Joe John while Joe John was at A&M. So there's, there's that connection. But that's a nice, nice. little get. Yeah. I hadn't even seen that Depth-wise at tight end. Yeah, he is uh, 6'4", 255 uh, coming from A&M. I think he was a three-star coming out of high school. Uh, he's one of those South Lake Carroll kids, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Nice. All right, well, hey, um, you've got a another seasoned vet that's played a ton of football at tight end in the transfer portal. And now you add, um, you know, a little bit more experience in there. But, yeah, I starting tight end with Stogner, Pearson at safety, definitely starter slash rotational guy. Deshaun McCullough, starter. Um, you know, I, I got to think that the the Rouse, he's, you think probably going to, it feels like he'll probably be a starter, right? Well, I don't think that he, I, I don't know, this is just my theory on guys like Walter Rouse, guys like Reggie Pearson who have one year of eligibility left, you know, it's mm-hmm. they're not going to transfer here unless, one, like they know they're going to be a starter or they have like a really, really good chance to, to, to be that guy here. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll absolutely be in the mix. But if he's not, if Walter Rouse isn't one of your starting tackles next year, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. That just means some young guy probably emerged and started playing really well in camp. So, like, he, he can give you depth at that spot, if nothing else. It's a it's a great get. And especially when he commits to Nebraska the day before and then flips to OU. That, that, so that what's the good. story there? I What's the scuttlebutt? I guess Bill Biedenboe, they didn't – they didn't throw in the towel. They didn't give up is what it sounds like. Um, Nebraska had a nice NIL offer on the table that was probably more generous than OU's, but it was still the OU opportunity versus the Nebraska opportunity that won out in the end. Hey, that's one of the few places that I think maybe we win the shopping contest against. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah, it's more money, but it's Nebraska. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go to Oklahoma instead. Let me uh, let me read uh, a few texts here. Okay. And we've gotten back to back texts with this, which I think is interesting because we don't uh, have we talked about him today. Has anyone brought up the size of Phil Pachotti? That dude got some size. This <laughs> one says, "I didn't realize Phil Pachotti was that big of a dude." Holy cow! Yeah. Well, in that picture they took with like the mid-year enrollees or whatever they're calling it, early enrollees. He's front and center. Uh, looking like a comic book character with that smile and the hair. And he's, he looks gigantic. And I know it's kind of hard to tell. With, there's guys on different levels. There's guys closer to the camera, further away from the camera. But that looks like a gigantic dude, doesn't it? Yeah, 6'3", 225 is what he's listed at. So, I mean, that'll, that'll play. He, he, looks, he looks way bigger than that in the picture. But... Uh, who knows? Nice group of guys coming in early to uh, to join up with the team, start and win a workout, start trying to to you know understand this defense and offense a little bit. Like I said, this should be a much more of a developmental year than a transitional year like last year was. At least that's the hope. Needs to be a lot of growth from a lot of players over this next 
eight months. Yeah. Starting today, Tyler. Starting today. Bill Beatenbow dropped or a Whataburger bag in Palo Alto. That's the text line. That's what they said happened. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's a good move. Whataburger bag in Palo Alto is a good move. One more. Talk to me again about wide receiver. Losing Mims is going to be the most talked about position group, right? Uh, yep. It's it will probably be the most talked about position group. Losing Mims. Um, I wide receiver for me is a. We need a lot of lot of ground made up in the in that position group. Now, I like the Andrew Anthony kid. We'll see. A um, lot of potential. I like the potential from the freshman from this past season and Anderson and Jaden Gibson. I like the freshman coming in in this class. But we've got to have some guys start to show up with some consistency. Um, worried? I don't know like how worried I am, at least right now, because we got a long ways to go. Uh, if I start to sense a little bit of panic from the coaches post spring, like we got to hit the the transfer portal for some wide receivers, then I'll start to get worried. But for now, uh, let's see who develops. All right, quick timeout, opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. We'll be back. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound up. Norman on Main Street. Big buns, real meats. <laughs> It is the rush on the ref. Interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Is anyone taking more heat coming out of this weekend than Al Michaels? I was watching the game, but I was somewhere where I didn't have the sound on, so I I didn't get to hear Al Michaels call the game. But, dude, he is getting blasted for the way that he called that uh, Chargers-Jags game on Saturday night, so much so that he had to basically issue a statement today about it because everyone was clowning him this weekend. Yeah, well, I was watching the game at home, and I had it on, and I was, like, messing around in the house, watching some other stuff on my phone or whatever as the game was on. And, you know, you just think if something happens – there'll be a level of excitement coming from the television and, you know, I'll look up and see what it is. They're lined up to kick the the game-winning field goal, and I just happen to glance up, and it's like, what's going on here? It's as quiet as if someone's, like, closing out a a three-point or a three-score win in the regular season. So you noticed it the moment then? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Here's what it sounded like. Likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. And that was it. That was his call of the game-winning field goal for the team that was down 27 nothing <laughs> at home. You can hear how crazy it is there in Jacksonville. Their fans, they realize the significance of the moment, but Al Michaels did not deliver in that instance. Did so not what deliver. did his statement say? Basically, uh, and I'll read it word for word, but essentially it was, you know, there's a lot of people in this profession that don't like loud, over-the-top, 
play-by-play guys, and I happen to be on that side. Yeah, well. But there's a difference between that and Mike Tirico last night when the Bengals take it 98 yards for a touchdown that pretty much won in the game. Right around Hundley, he reaches. Oh, that ball's out. That's live. Back the other way, Sam Hubbard. The Cincinnati kid. Hubbard's got a convoy. Chased by Andrews at the 30, the 20. He will score. That's a great call. Nice job, Mike Tirico. Wow. Capturing the moment, the excitement of it, realizes how big of a play that was. That, that's how you do it in that spot. Now Michaels is one of the GOATs, like, but it, it was a pretty poor performance on Saturday. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I wonder why it was so sleepy. Who knows? The entire game felt kind of sleepy for, from the broadcast point of view. But, hey, ended up being all in all a really good weekend of football. Yeah. All right. Better than what we thought it was going to be based on, the, uh, on the, uh, some of the lines that were out there. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was It was great. How about Jacksonville coming back? That was incredible. Chargers going to charge uh, her. Miami. Yeah. Miami was, was game with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Um, yeah, the Chargers, man. That's a painful one, man. And I know the players have come out in support of Staley, and you know, I don't know necessarily that He's the guy that you ultimately point the finger at, but it's going to be hard for uh, management to look past that. <laughs> I, I would think so, yeah. Uh, a few texts here. Tony Dungy was just as bad or worse than Al Michaels. No volume, low energy. Uh, they were definitely not a great pair for the exciting playoff game. Frisco Sooner says Al Michaels must have had the same bet that I did on Saturday night. Yeah, it could, that could always be a part of it. Right, yeah. Well... I don't know. I Trevor Lawrence is going to have to be a little bit more consistent as the playoffs uh, roll on. I know that, that they had a big come-from-behind win, but uh, you can't dig yourself that type of hole. No, no. I, hey, I found a story. I, th- I thought this was really cool, and I've never heard of another coach do something like this. So Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, former Norman High Tiger, by the way, I guess he started a tradition last year that after uh, playoff wins, he goes directly from the stadium to a random bar in Cincinnati, and he awards that bar a game ball from you know the game that they just won. And so there's That's all these awesome. people like packed into this bar. He walks in there with the game ball, gives it to the owner, says something on the microphone for about 30 seconds to get everyone charged up. I'm like, man, that... That is a great idea. Good on you, Zach Taylor. That is. That is. Connect with the fans. Know your fan base. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. They know how to catch fire at the right time, don't they? Yeah, they do, man. It that's helps when you got stuff. a quarterback like uh, like Joe Burrow, man. He is one of the best in the game. Um, yeah. a- other coaching news throughout the league. I- I- this can pertain to college football because we're wondering what Cliff's going to do next. Well, Sounds like we're going to be waiting a while to hear what Cliff Kingsbury is going to do. Going to be doing. <laughs> how how baller of a move is that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got it. a one way ticket to Thailand, and I'm just going to hang out for the foreseeable future. I'm not really interested in fielding calls right now. I'll let you know. And even if that, like Teddy, even if he is interested in getting back in football next year, what a brilliant strategy just to say, 
yeah, one-way ticket to Thailand. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Like, you, you, yeah. you, you have a nice positioning for, uh, you know, bargaining a little bit with the new contract if that's your approach to things. Finally, a football coach that gets it, right? Finally, a football coach that recognizes if I'm going to make all of this money, how about a little bit of time to actually enjoy it? That's, to me, it's a salute to you, sir. I know it hasn't worked out well. You've been able to fail your way up to uh, finally being able to take a extended vacation to Thailand. One-way ticket. Who knows when you're coming back. Yeah. Awesome. I guess his girlfriend is out there with him, which, yeah, know, yeah. if anyone's seen Cliff's girlfriend, you would say, hey, nice job, Cliff. Nice job. Instagram model, I'm assuming. Uh, sure seems that way. Yeah, sure it's seems kind of the that going way. thing. Yeah, so so much for the old days. Whenever you really had to put the hard work in and go, actually model on the runway <laughs> or for a photo shoot. Now you just take selfies all day yeah, long. Just need right? a new iPhone and a uh, someone ready to take yeah. a photo of you. That's all. That's it's all great. it takes now. It's great. Uh, let's see. I think Big Al mixed up his Viagra and Xanax for the game. They are the same color, <laughs> so I've been told. It's from the 405. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, Burley that's Boomer says, great. do y'all think Mike McCarthy is done if Dallas loses tonight? I'm a huge Cowboys fan, but I'm okay with the oust. Uh, let me see. I'm okay with the oust if it brings in Sean Payton. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's not going to go well. Like if they you know finish with the record that they did, a lot of folks have said that they got a really good chance to at least make the NFC championship. So yeah, if they lose tonight to an eight and nine Bucks team, I know it's Tom Brady, but this isn't the Super Bowl Bucks. It's going to be hard. I it means that during his entire tenure, which is now this is the third year, right? That They've made absolutely zero progress. Yeah. Yeah. So, it would be hard, I imagine, for him to keep his job. I would guess so. Is Seth McGowan back with OU? His Twitter seems like he is. What? what? Huh? Seth McGowan? I don't I don't think so. Am I missing something about Seth McGowan back with OU? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I have not seen I, – I don't follow Seth. I have not seen anything from him, but – I guess I'll check in on that. I, I don't think that there's anything to that, though. Okay. His Twitter's up. There's a Steve Harvey tweet oh, uh, yeah. at the top of the list. That is OU related. Huh. I don't know. Don't know. Did y'all that would see- be news to me. Yeah, it'd be news to me, too. Did y'all see Georgia OC Todd Monkey is getting NFL interest? Yeah, it's... Kind of feels like uh, they're looking for their next offensive coordinator. Okay, who do you think they're going to hire? I think that they are going to hire Jeff Levy. No, Kendall, really? No, I, I, I think that Kendall Bryles could get a call from Georgia. That's just a guess, man. I, I don't really know, but apparently um, TCU is calling on Kendall Bryles as their next offensive coordinator. Which I said this earlier with Parker, and see if you agree with it or not. I think right now is a great time to take the TCU OC job. I think they're still going to be good on offense next year, maybe not as elite as they were this year, but they'll still be good, 
And why I think it's a good time to be the TCU offensive coordinator is, well, one, the momentum that the program has, sure, but whether it's A and it, like someone is about to offer Sonny Dykes an incredible amount of money to leave TCU and go coach elsewhere. And if you go into TCU and you have one to two really good years as the OC, and I'm right and that happens, you're in line to have that head coaching job after Sonny Dykes leaves. You at least have a really good chance at it. Yeah. I, I, I just I wonder what the, what the headwinds are going to be for TCU. Obviously capitalized off of a really, really good season. What, what does a coming back to the pack a little bit next year look like? Does that look like eight and four? Does that look like seven and five? Um, can they replicate the type of regular season that they had? Going to be tough. Um, I don't know. The Kendall Bryles situation to TCU, I don't know. Didn't the TCU fan base hate Art Bryles and Baylor? That was actually a – I still think it's considered a rivalry, TCU and Baylor. It is considered a rivalry. But that rivalry was as hot as it's ever been during that time frame. Yeah, that may be something that – Depending on what people object, I, that, that may be something that they they can't get past. But I don't know. We'll see. There's there's going to be some names for that one that probably have to start showing up pretty quickly. The Georgia one's interesting. You know, I, you obviously get great players there. How much credit are you ever going to get as offensive coordinator? I mean, Munkin has been there and – He's probably one of the least known coordinators for like the big time I totally agree programs with that. that's I, out there, totally. right? Bill O'Brien and, and Bill O'Brien's resume is you know he's a lot more well known than Todd Munkin is, but Todd Munkin's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. People knew way more about Bill O'Brien this year, like the average college football fan, than Todd Munkin. I, I bet it would be a surprising amount of college football fans that didn't know who the offensive coordinator at Georgia was this year. Yeah. No, I agree, and that's kind of what I'm saying is uh, how does that factor in for um, for potential – maybe that's a blessing that you can go and maybe blend in a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's – you know, we'll, we'll see if – I think Kingsbury's probably going to be connected to any of the big-time offensive coordinator jobs that are out there, right or wrong. I think that's going to be the case. Hey, one more before we hit a break. It's my favorite Monday tradition when you're at Newcastle Casino is the text line commenting on the music (laughs) in the background. You'll like this. Guy from Geyer says, who has my wife's playlist running in the background? (laughs) SMH. (laughs) Need you now. It's just playing. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. I love that. Love it. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Buick's It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439. Your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 
Did you catch any of that OU women's gymnastics match today at LSU? Uh, about nine minutes ago, that one goes final. OU earns their first victory in Baton Rouge since 2006. Number one OU How wins. about that? That was nice. Wow. Nice. Off to, uh, off to a good start, as uh, expected. But, no, I did not catch any of the um, the match. Is that what it is? Match? Uh, meat. I think it's a meat, right? Meat. Okay. Yeah. So did the, not catch any of the, the meat. The, the meat has gone final. Is that how you say it? Text line? Anyone? <laughs> oh, you won. Oh, you beat has LSU. Gone final. Oh, you won at 13th ranked LSU. That's that's what it is. Uh, awesome. Sean says Sonny Dykes is in year one and 53 years old. Is he likely to retire anytime soon? Yes, he is. Um, it, it seems like. Now, I'm not talking about one or two years, but I think he's made it known that this is not going to be a, a ten. Now, and things could always change, right? But I don't think it's going to be a ten-year TCU um, tenure there for for uh, Sonny Dykes. It sounds like it's going to be around the five-year range, and it sounds like he's kind of. Made that known perhaps to some people. So do you think he'll actually – do you think his final head coaching job will be at TCU or do you think someone like an a and is going to throw stupid money at him here in the next two years he's going to go take that job? Uh, impossible for me to know. Never even met the guy. I have no idea. Um, I think it all just kind of depends on what happens. Like if they go win the Big 12 again next year and make the college football playoff, and he's got the thing rolling. Well, maybe he does try and say, hey, let's see if we can parlay this into something huge and, and maybe take a bigger job than TCU somewhere. But I don't know. I, I honestly, I can't say. Yeah, it, it seems like he wants to stay in the state of Texas after you know, going to the West Coast for a short time. And when you're at, what is he, 53 years old? Is that what Sean said? Yeah. He's probably at the point in his life to where if he does prefer the state of Texas because that's where his roots – I mean, that's where his dad coached in in the state as well. Then you're way more likely at 53 to just say, yeah, um, I've I've been around. I've done it before. Like, if I'm going to coach football, I'm going to do it in this state. I, I, I think he's probably pretty content with where he's at right now. Yeah, well. Uh, there's no doubt about that. California, I don't know. I don't know what he may take or what he may not take. I, I have no idea. But I, I guess I, I I'm just kind of going off of of what I've heard, and and that could be wrong. Maybe he's maybe he's a lifer, and he's going to be there forever. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. See what happens with it. It's uh, hard to really know. I mean, he's he's got one year going, and I don't know how much he's said said of that publicly, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I I think who they hire at offensive coordinator may be pretty telling as to the possibility of the future plans there. I don't know. By the way, today is the last day to enter your name for the upcoming NFL draft. C.J. Stroud did that earlier today. Um, some Ohio State fans were hopeful he would come back, but no, he's probably going to be a right. top-five pick. Of course he's going to the league. Jordan Addison's leaving USC to uh, to go to the NFL as well. 
Ohio State, they're breaking a new quarterback next year. And I was looking at their schedule earlier today. They play at Notre Dame. They play at Wisconsin. They play at Michigan. And I know that Purdue doesn't fit in like the same tier as going to Notre Dame, to Wisconsin, or to Michigan more than likely. Though I think right. Purdue won that uh, that division this year. But they got Hudson Carr. Like, they might have a pretty good quarterback next year. All that to say, Ohio State's schedule is actually pretty tough next year. And they got some turnover yeah. that they got to deal with. Yeah. Um, who's, their, who's their quarterback going to be? Kyle McCord, I think, is the, uh, the leader okay. going into the offseason. Kyle McCord. And who's Georgia's going to be? I don't think it's going to be Brock Vandegrift. I think it's probably going to be that Carson Beck kid that played on uh, Monday night. Right. I saw this, let's see, 247 Sports has 13 Heisman hopefuls for the 2023 season, and uh, Vandegrift's on there. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier today. I, I, I think it's going to be Carson Beck that starts next year. For yeah. Them. Okay, Carson Beck. Who's going to be the quarterback at Alabama? Unless they were to get a Spencer Sanders in the portal, probably that Milrow kid, or they have another um, highly rated quarterback. I think Ty Simpson's his name. Maybe he was a freshman this year, but Milrow's the one with the experience. He got to play a little bit this year when Bryce Young was hurt. So from the from the playoff, McCarthy's the best quarterback coming back? Um, Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think it's next year would Open be a season. Next year would be a really good year to make a massive jump and have a really good football team again. Like someone's right. going to rise to the occasion and they'll end up being really good at the end of the year. Maybe Michigan's that team. It just it looks pretty wide open right now compared to previous years. Who's your way too early national champion for next season? Uh oh god. My way too early national champ for next year. Do you need to think about it for a, a moment? We've got I, a timeout. We're due. I, I, yeah. I mean, Texas is going to be the off-season champ. We know that. But you're talking about the regular season, the one that actually matters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I might need a few minutes for that one. Okay. Well, think about it. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. Tell us who you think is going to win the national championship next year with all the change up coming at quarterback is kyle mccord gonna do where's he play again <laughs> like the name Ohio saying State? it out loud doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence that he's gonna light it up next year right no. which is a terrible way to go about it but there's just something about that no name. it's a, actually a great way to go about it <laughs> i'm sorry but sometimes a name it just kind of has it right it sounds like somebody that could do something and unfortunately kyle mccord for it just doesn't it doesn't resonate. Maybe it will. Maybe I just got to give it time to, to grow on me a little bit. Kyle McCord, Carson Beck, and what is it? Is it Jaden or Jalen Milrow? I think it's Jalen Milrow. Is, I think it's Jalen. But I, I'm not. And J.J. McCarthy. No yeah. one sounds like a winner. We'll see what happens. All right, quick timeout. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of The Rush. Cavens, they offer remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and a whole lot more. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma, can help take the ease off of your staff at fixing those pesky problems 
in your office building. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. We're all over the board on the text line about who the national champion is going to be next year. Um, Notre Dame will have a legit quarterback next year, huh. Sam Hartman. This one says, someone give me 2,500 to 1 and I'll take whiskey to win it all next year. Chapstick says, way too early national champ is always Alabama as long as Saban is there. Uh, if Georgia does it again, then maybe I'll change that opinion. And Burley Boomer says, Tyler, it's Oklahoma, in all caps. Uh, are we are we thinking too hard about this? Is it just Georgia until someone else does it? It is, but that's not any fun to predict, is it, for the three-peats? But they're going to be pretty good I, next year, really good. I know that Ohio State had a strong showing against Georgia in the college football playoff semifinal. But I don't feel very good about Ohio State right now. I think you the should. The trajectory. We'll see not what playing, goes down not there. Not playing but. defense against elite teams. Can't yeah. stop Michigan. Couldn't stop Georgia. Well, here's the thing. I think you got to give Knowles more than just one year, right? So, well, I don't maybe think it's in year two. I, no, I I agree with that. But this has just been an ongoing issue for Ohio State. Like their whole off season was built towards we're not going to allow that to happen against Michigan again, and it did. It, it happened again. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. LSU's Since, uh, on here. Yeah, there's going to be some hype around LSU. I'm just not. I'm not ready to think that they're going to be better than Alabama next year, but they do have their quarterback coming back. Yep, they got to get more consistent. Had some up and down moments, but I think they could be a threat. Is Florida State a legitimate threat with the guys they have coming back? Yeah, um, Florida State and LSU play Week One next year too. Wow, that'll be a big one. Okay. Uh, I'll take FSU as we sit right now. Maybe my mind changes uh, before the game's played. All right, quick timeout. More for the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety-nine point three FM, K twenty-five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. 
Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action with this exclusive basketball ticket offer. For a limited time, you can purchase four tickets for $40 to the Sooner Men's Basketball Game versus Baylor, Alabama, or TCU. With your ticket purchase, you'll also receive same-day access to the Sooner Women's Basketball Game against Oklahoma State or the Sooner Men's Gymnastics Meet versus Air Force and Illinois or their meet against Michigan. To purchase this special offer, visit Soonersports.com hoops. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard him. Let's move. 